viewership's down. It's kind of, I mean, there's a certain cadre of people who are like, who gives a fuck about the Winter Olympics? I kind of like them, but I'm not watching them. I think mostly because these things seem to fall into the same uh, kind of bubble of other professional sports is you need kind of special access to them. I mean, you're not watching it on NBC uh, because they're probably being streamed live somewhere. You know, you watch football because football is once a week and it's pretty easy to get it. It's on two, three channels uh, and you can get it with a digital antenna, but you know, all these other sports, you, you got to have a special package to get access to it. So if I'm going to go rooting around for highlights of the biathlon, oh, I just, when there's limited access, don't expect a lot of people to watch. But I do always, yeah. always laugh at that meme about the U.S. curling team. that looks like a <laughs> bunch of dads that got lost and decided to stick around and, and curl. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell you, I, this is fucking the, awesome. This is the second Olympics, right? Summer, winter, and I, I can't explain it myself. Prior to these two, I was a junkie, loved it, watched everything, everything from fencing to curling, bobsled, skeleton, like all these absolutely whacked out things. They're fascinating. The, and I think we talked about it on a previous show, the Special Olympics were even more fascinating the mm -hmm. last time. The uh, the blind sports that they were playing, I was absolutely oh, yeah, those are great, away. Aren't they? They're amazing. And, and they're unbelievably athletic. And good luck to anyone trying to do what, what those athletes are doing. So it's really something special. I am honestly trying to enjoy the Olympics. I've been trying to turn them on. I'm, I love snowboarding. I, I see that Mr. Jones has joined us. Mr. Jones, welcome. Also, welcome. yes. Yes, yes. Welcome. sorry. I'm <laughs> a little late, but listening to you fine gentlemen talk about the Olympics in uh, my only two senses. left in the segment. What do you think? Uh, I think it's just a sad situation where I think everyone's burnt out from the summer Olympics that were just, you know, recent. And then all of a sudden you have winter Olympics right behind it. I don't think I'm just over it. Like, I just don't care. Like I, Maybe it's because my time's being and energy is being funneled to a different area and I don't really, you know, I can't get too much into it, but, um, not really, I, I just don't care much about this. Like I, it's nice that it's going on and there's some history, you know, you know, some, you know, good, good wins for the U S and, you know, Finland dominating in the super G and all that other stuff. But eh, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I think really it's tough care. to be nationalistic when you don't feel a lot of pride right now because it's just like meh whatever yeah i i think i think that's it i know you know i've actually heard that argument a lot mr gems that you know it's the back-to-back -back that's mm -hmm. killing us right now um make no mistake we are changing over time and what we have become is we need little small bits of good information or we move on. That is what TikTok has done to us. That is what Twitter has done to us. I need a quick hit. It better keep my interest in the next 30 seconds and move on. And that isn't what the Olympics is, right? And it is a lot of our sports. I've been really thinking about this. Our sports that we tend to to grow in the U S and seem to be growing for us are not the sports. I'm sorry, Mr. Jones, like baseball, 
that are much more the long game and the strategy. It's more like football where it's play, bang, boom, next play, bang, (laughs) boom, next. Football is a horrible, a horrible. You know what I'm saying? Dislike football. Well, I mean, basketball seems to have taken on that thing. I I, I hear your point, but basketball, I think, has grown a little bit more. And right after you score a basket, everybody immediately runs to the other side of the court. It's like, what? And that's kind of what yeah. they're doing is they're, they're taking turns. Soccer's picking up across the U S too. I mean, like, but to your point, yes, the methodic sit there, watch a pitch, everything. And then nothing ever happens. I, I totally get it. I think we are such an in- instant gratification society today where we're trying to funnel all of this as needs to be in 10 words or less to basically grab me or I just don't care. Like, yeah. cause I got, I got, I got Kardashian news or what Kanye West is dating or, you know, all this other garbage that basically filled that void. And, you know, sports always will be there. The question is in, um, <laughs> the mediums have only grown. And so to your point with packages, it's like, Oh, well, I guess I just got to subscribe to this so I can keep watching Aussies football or whatever the case may be. Who knows? Yeah. I think the other problem too, at least for this one specifically, this specific Olympics. And I know that NBC is probably trying to crawl out of this hole, knowing that they're going to lose their ass again and viewership, but they're only compounding the problem because there's just too many fucking commercials. Like I just was trying to watch Sean White's last rides tonight. And it was like, Holy shit. Because they can't pay for it. <laughs> no, yeah. right before you would go, they would like, hey, Sean White's up next, and here's yeah. five commercials to go watch. It's just like watching Constant. football. Constant. That's like watching football. Constant. But that's football for you. Like every time there's a down. Or now it's so bad that like if there's a timeout, let me put a commercial for Verizon in real quick. It's like, stop it. Stop. Yeah. Put the advertisement underneath the bottom. I don't I don't care to watch the same goddamn thing on fucking repeat over and over again. It's mm-hmm. so obnoxious, but right. that's how they get their money. That's how they yeah. pay. It's sad. And it's what we're at, but it's just, it's the dollars is just, it's so as a viewer, you're just like, I'm turned off from this garbage. I don't need it. I'm moving on. Yeah. Which is why I like soccer. Sorry. Believe it or not. It's 45 minutes, 15 minute break, 45 minutes over and done. Hey, how great. I'm in and out. I can literally set a clock of when the game's over. Done. That's right. Yeah. Cause they don't stop. Uh, they there's had no stoppage. stoppage time. Well, I just, oh, yeah, they, oh, they, they oh, tack a few minutes on minutes. the end, but there's no a mythical amount of number. Ar- there's no running out of track. track. Uh, totally. You know, out of Don't bounds, disagree. <laughs> we're, we're, we're definitely going off on a tangent there, but oh, uh, I've already read about football soccer. adopted that. Just the clock runs too bad. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm over. Okay. It. Do you think that's a good time to like actually freeze them and then see if we can work on cryogenic technology, which by the way, I know we've derailed. We've done it a couple of times tonight. A little gene splicing. Have we achieved cryogenic freezing? Can we make it? Can you freeze me like idiocracy and uh, I can I wake up a hundred years from now? One, but I think Ted Williams is frozen. And I think we froze Walt Disney's head. Yeah, we yeah. can freeze you, but you can't bring you back. So there's none of this. Like, Yet. But I mean, in the sense of Yet. we freeze you so that Sir. we can pull your DNA apart so we can recreate you in the future. That's right. So do we, so it's, do we use like um, 
you know, I, do you guys have any of those like vacuum pack systems? I have one of those. It works wonderful. Prevents all the freezer burn. Is that what, is that what Walt Disney's head does it? And, uh, does it prevent all the freezer burn? Does it, it, it's yeah, usually it about a year. It kind of, well, a, a year, wobbly. a year, but yeah, it's like, it, it definitely prolongs the life, I guess is what I'm saying. That's fair. I'll give you that. Prevents. I'll allow it. Prevent. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Is that what Walt Disney's head is in? Is he shrink wrapped in several layers? I think it's a, an urban legend because why would you save just the head? You know, unless Futurama, which sense. I guess Futurama is making a comeback on Hulu. You I like love Futurama? Futurama is coming show. back for like a 20 episode show. I thought it was a very irreverent college. version of The Simpsons. Yeah, it, just, it wasn't quite I South tried Park. to like it. was all right. No, not your jam. That's cool. No, it's not my jam. I like Archer better if I was going to pick a, another animated series. I never series. got into Archer, yeah, but, but Archer's like an idiot. Like, I don't know. Futurama just... The guy that plays know. the android, Bender, his name yeah. is uh, John DiMaggio. He is hysterical, especially if you hear him in any interviews. He likes to go on Jay Moore's podcast from time to time. Um, and he, they'll just go on and fucking tangents. And there's somebody that's animated some of those podcasts on YouTube, and it's it's hysterical. So you give a guy like that free reign to go off script and that's, that's the joy of the show. That's the best part. Oh, you know, those shows that allow a little bit of, you can tell the difference, like always sunny in Philadelphia, the office parks and recreation, all of those had like, uh, you know, curb your enthusiasm. They have very loose scripts. You mm-hmm. can tell when you're watching a show like that, where it's like, I have talented actors that are really good at improv. They understand what the scene's trying to get across. Let them go, you know? And I think that, uh, there's a real, a lot of really good opportunities when you start hearing those kinds of, there's just, you can't, you can't stop it. And I, I want to encourage more of those types of shows to come out. So and you can tell they're enjoying themselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's where real good comedy comes from. Cause I just actually saw an outtake from parks and rec. Uh, maybe you've seen it. I don't know. It's with, um, Oh God, uh, Star Lord. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, was it the Pratt, Chris? Chris Pratt, thank you, Chris uh, Pratt. Kardashian comment. Yes, the Kardashian oh, comment. This is the greatest <laughs> comment. I watch it daily. I've for seen a it talking about great many comebacks. times. Yes, and the way he delivered it, Ron Swanson loses it. Like all of them lose it in that scene. And I'm like, more of that. We need more of that. Yeah, if uh, we're not going to say it on this show because it's a family show, obviously. We drop a lot of F bombs, talk about booze the entire time. It's a family show. The uh, <laughs> find it, find it, find Go it. find it. You're, no, no, I, know exactly, I know exactly what it is because Amy Paler's in the front of the room and she's like, let's talk about great comebacks. And Chris Pratt's character is uh, Bobby Dyer or something. He's like, how about Kim Kardashian? I'm like, what? She, she had come in her back. <laughs> And then you gotta watch the delivery. It's who, all about the delivery. Or Radisha Jones or one of the one of the girls just reaches over and smacks him across smacks the him. back of the head, <laughs> and everybody in the room loses it. Yeah, I mean his delivery, like fucking look pro- it up, like, Bob's. It was phenomenal, amazing. But yeah, big big fan of that type of because he caught totally everybody off guard. This is a room of professional comedians and improv writers, and he caught them all. Oh, good times. He does that. He does that a lot. That's how he is. He's a really 
funny guy that way. Yeah. I love that video. Oh my God. I watched it again today. I just, I watched it like four times in a row because you have to watch every single person's reaction. So I'll watch it again. Okay. That was Ron Swanson's reaction. This is, I can't remember the, the fat dude's name in there, but he loses it. He just completely loses it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, know, like, you can tell they had fun. I don't know show. what to do. This is hilarious. <laughs> It's like she just, she's actually like almost offended. She's like, uh, she's, well, one, it's probably I, a little bit of fuck. Why didn't I think of that? Because you can tell when she gets frustrated. But I also couldn't figure out exactly what she says afterwards. Like, they, like there's a they say something between the two of them, but in the laughter that's in the background, you can't pick out what they say between I each other. I think she tried to save the scene and he shut it down. So I, I uh. think I. Yeah, I think it was like she tried to save it. No, we're not really going there or something like that. I, I can't. Yeah. You, you can't <laughs> do it out. But it's to your point. Watching the reaction of each one of the characters and how who takes Amazing. it serious at, at like all the audience characters just go. I can't. Yeah, no, <laughs> electromagnet wouldn't hold that scene together. That was awesome timing. And his delivery was like right, like shit. Did she had come on her back, right? Yeah, like, or, did, was right? It right? Like, he, did, he was just deadpan. The delivery was priceless as if he knew he was going to say, I mean, he's got balls to say, you can't say that today. How did he do it with a straight face? Uh, I can't say that with a straight, I would just bust up and ruin the whole joke. Like there's just, I don't, I don't I think he would say it either. Cause he's, he's a churchy guy now. I think this was in his earlier phases when he had to be provocative. <laughs> But did you see also the, his other outtake that I think if you haven't seen, I'm sure you have, is when he was with the doctor and his girlfriend, with the black hair, I can't remember her name, but uh, they're in the doctor. And he's like, okay, I do have a question. Like what happens when I'm, when I just wipe, and I just wipe. And it's just always, there's just always something on the toilet paper, like just wipe. And like what, what <laughs> every wipe more, there's more on there. Like, what do I do in that situation? <laughs> and she loses it. Like he's just so <laughs> deadpan and so straight in his delivery of every time I wipe, no matter what the time or day, there's shit on it at all times. I wipe a hundred times. There's still shit on the wipe. <sighs> Got to see that one. Pride, this, pride, is pride, 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 this is a good outtake. This is a good Yeah. Uh, before we get into parenting, Mr. Jones has joined us. What, what's your brand name, Mr. Jones? Oh, it's uh, the George Dickel Tennessee Single Barrel Whiskey 15-year. George Dickel, who was always in 23rd place in NASCAR? Yeah, you know, it's uh, I, it was recommended at my uh, my local spot, and I was like, oh, I'll take it for a while. It's very smooth, you know, really good. It's only uh, 40 proof, 40% alcohol by volume, so it's not not too bad. Very nice. Smell Very cinnamony, if I did ask. You know, it's good stuff. Good for you, Very sir. good. And uh, Danny, I got the reference. Good job. <laughs> so I was, I was on the roof. I needed a ladder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you're with me. Yeah. That was a Dick Trickle reference for Dick all Trickle. of you. Yeah. <laughs> 49 out there. If you'd yeah. ever watched NASCAR 20 years ago. Oh, was that was it 20 years matter. ago? Fuck, we're old. It did Jeff matter. Gordon, number one. Dick Trickle, 48th. Yeah. 
Why are you calling? He's never won a race. Why do you Dale call Carl? Oh, it's his name. Dale Earnhardt. Tony Stewart. Was it Tony Stewart? Yeah. And, and rounding Dick out 43rd, Trickle. Dick Trickle. <laughs> I just had to say his name. It was the Rolla joke that everybody knew was happening and just accepted. Sorry, your name is Dick Trickle. We're going to make fun of it. That's it. That's how it's going to happen. Good times. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I'm going to fucking explode over here. What is a safe metaverse? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, because Facebook. What are we talking about? Hey, Facebook's safe, man. Like, I mean, listen, we go yeah, on Facebook's the internet, doing a great job over there. They're doing what great. Is, are we like safety? The word safe is about actual physical or mental harm, but it's always around physical, right? It's, are, are you physically safe? Are you going to get hurt physically somehow in this whole metaverse insanity? We've redefined the word safety as feeling safety. Like your feelings are safe now. Fuck. What the hell is happening in this goddamn clown world? I'm losing it. I don't know. What, Have we reached what the turn, safe? Leon? Are you drinking too I, fast? No, I just, I can't. I'm having a hard time with this. How am I the only one that's having a hard time with this? It's a uh, mythical VR world. And no, you're, you're, you're right on. Like and I've talked about it in the past. And, I, and while you were talking about it, Dan, uh, Dana, sorry, Danny, uh, I'm, I'm losing it because I actually pulled up the article here from USA Today. Uh, and if you haven't heard about this already, meta to add personal boundary to virtual worlds after a woman alleges rape in the meta universe. If that's the safety we're talking about, come on, guys. I, mean, I have a tall thing to say. And that is, that is a very charged word, but I'd kind of like to unpack that intellectually. Well, let's let's unpack it. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. It's a world that's not real. It's this ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Let's unpack here's, it. But, but, Danny, go ahead. Question. Unpack it. No, no. I'm obviously so charged by the whole thing. I, I can't even find the words to talk about how ridiculous this concept so is. So the the root word um, comes from the idea of sacking a village and taking people. So when you were, when you were to rape and pillage, as the term goes, it means you go into a village, you burn it to the ground, you take slaves and you do whatever you want with them. And so, uh, as time has gone on, the actual art of stealing a person or capturing and forcing into, uh, indentured servitude has kind of morphed into just the sexual part of it. Not necessarily the enslavement, although enslavement does still happen. It's called human trafficking, but the, the idea of the word has become a physical violation. So if you're getting into the idea of you were emotionally manipulated, I don't want to cast aspersions on this individual who's making these claims, but that's called a con. There's lots of movies about grifters who have tricked you in a confidence game. And so if you've been manipulated emotionally, 
without any physical harm coming to you, uh, does it does it classify as being able to use that word? Because that word to me is like a bullet. You you don't do no. a light version of that word. No. I I am going out on a limb. That's my take. I'm going to be brave. Be very careful with that. Brave word. and beautiful here, and I'm going to say no. It does not. It does not count. It does not count. It's not the same thing. Don't put it in the same category. You're basically playing a game. And then you're saying that, you know, I was, what's a very serious offense, a very life-changing offense. And it's just blending together. Like it's the same thing. Especially I, I, in an idea of you have no control or no agency over the outcome that's usually when that word comes up but when you're talking about something where all you have to do is remove a pair of goggles should you should you feel that you have license to use that word in an environment where you can leave whenever you want unplug take it off right it's it's ridiculous Uh, I'll give you some food for thought, Leon, because I don't know that I'm going to have this problem, but I keep my, my options open to the possibility. We were teenagers when the internet was a thing and we didn't know what the internet would become. Some would say the internet is just cat videos and memes and a bunch of people goofing around. Some would say the internet is a vehicle for doing really, really horrible things. I remember distinctly thinking in the late 2000s, uh, early 2010s, that Instagram was dumb. It was a bunch of filters for a camera and the people that were on Instagram, when they showed me what they did, I would go, that's kind of cool, but what else does it do? All the way up until some reports a couple of years ago of teen girls committing suicide because of body image and bullying and all that. And so that level of ramp up to this is dumb. Why would you use this to serious body issues and teen suicide? That's the kind of shit you want to be somewhat cognizant of. And so the idea of, well, you can just shut the app off. So, well, tell that to somebody whose 16 year old daughter killed herself. I think well, that the problem is, is that that's some... how the daughter functions in society. It becomes a construct for their, you know, if that's where all their friends are, friends that's where they're going to want to go. Yeah, exactly. So well, I think, I think you guys nailed it when it's what lens are you looking through? And I appreciate you guys kind of reining it in. Let's, let's look at it from a parenting standpoint because the insanity of it is just too much to grasp. So let's just look at it from a parent. It's no different. And I remember when I was 13, 14, AOL chat rooms, mm-hmm. parents knew early on, not a great idea to let my kid just unsolicited go into these <laughs> chat around rooms. the wild west. Yeah. with crazy mm-hmm. pants. We knew that. And this is the same. So keep it in check. Understand there's a lot of crazies out there and people are always bolder in a virtual environment than they Absolutely. are in real life. Right. So be careful and monitor that. So for whatever that's worth, yeah, watch it closely, but at the same time, just be careful under with how you allow or at least talk to your children about this new world they're coming into. Right. And, and information, everything I've heard, I've, I've 
the last five minutes, I've tried to sit back and listen to what you guys are talking about. And everything you're talking about is speed, right? When we were younger, we didn't get information this fast. If you fucked up the great, the grapevine took time to get out. Yeah. You're like, God, I hope people don't find out that I peed my pants today in school today. It's on Instagram and in like 10 seconds. Yeah. They're right? snapping like, it within minutes. It's all about speed and speed and people understand things so much faster. And I think that, that when you try to comprehend the new world that our, we're trying to raise our kids in, it's just so fast. Mistakes are exposed so much quicker and so much more publicly. And we just, as parents have to understand what, that is doing to them and try to take a few breaths and understand they're not living the same life we did just like our parents didn't live the same life we did. Right. And before that, and before that, we're all living different lives, different, different timeframes. And as parents, you're trying to catch up. What's the cool new thing? What is happening? How do I make sure that I'm not falling out of what's hip and new and the new dangers and the new threats that are coming down the pipe? And it's scarier for us as parents, I think, because it's faster. It's faster, faster, faster. You have to be on your toes. You have to be engaged. You can't mail in parenting right now. You've got to be a part of it. So, um, you're not a shitty parent. If you're, you know, taking a look at your kid's phone, you're not a shitty parent. If you're restricting the amount of apps that they can go on to, you're not, you know, you're, you're not maybe back in the day, you're like, you know, when we grew up, our parents did the same thing. It's just, it wasn't virtual then. Now it's, it's virtual. And we have to, we have to pay attention to where we are now. It's very hard. It's hard. It's hard for all of us to understand that. And I'm, I'm, I'm in my forties. I'm catching up. You know, I'm, I like stretchy pants. I like comfortable <laughs> clothes, right? Hawaiian shirts all the time. I, I like Hawaiian I shirts. Distilled it into probably one of the simplest forms, even better, better than I could have imagined. Leanne. I think that was wonderful. It is about speed. What I thought of was you were talking about that is it get, something gets splashed across the headlines and it's factually incorrect. And I mean facts by what a fact is. A fact is true, whether you believe it or not. Right. They print a retraction on page three. So yeah, you did your due diligence. You walked it back. But by then it's already hit the 24 hour news cycle. It's blown up and somebody's been affected by it, but it's That's speed. Right. So yeah, speed, speed is absolutely the challenge uh, probably of any time, but as a parent, you need to be able to keep up with how fast your kids are moving. And if the metaverse is here and it's a thing, your kids are going to be there one way or another. Mm -hmm. Just pay attention, be a part of it, be engaged. Don't dismiss it as a parent. You have to be a part of it. You have to learn. You can't stop learning. You can't pretend that your child's what they're going through is what you went through which is what every parent in the history of man has been dealing with. Excellent. It just feels like everything's happening faster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true.
place is dead anyway, man.